Good morning on this Thursday morning and welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. A simple review and adding a couple of new things to the study from yesterday on Wednesday. Let's look at it again in John chapter 3, verse 3. I'm going to be reading quite a bit, so follow along in your Bibles. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. We're going to look at various expressions that are used for being born again in the New Testament. And this will help us understand the difference between the old man and the new man. We also want to remember that this is the story where Nicodemus approached Jesus and asked him, that no man can do the things that he does except he is sent from God. And Jesus tells him, you have to be born again. And Nicodemus was, well, how can I be born again? If I'm old, can I enter into my mother's womb again? And Jesus goes and explains two accepts. Except you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And unless you're born again of the Spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, some people would assume that entering into the kingdom is when we die and, you know, if we make it and we go to heaven, we have entered into the kingdom. But that is a false assumption. The scripture says that Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is within you. And we'll be looking at that. So let's continue just looking at the scripture concerning being born again. The inward man, our spirit man, being made alive, quickened unto God, by the Spirit of God, by the life of Christ, and we are born again. It says in 1 Peter 1.3, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy has begotten us, that would be, has caused us to be born again, has begotten us again unto a lively hope, a living hope, by the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. I wish I could have time to explain on each one of these verses, but I'm just going to go ahead and read them. Maybe we'll take some time uh, to explain some of these a little bit later. In 1 Peter 1.23, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. And all flesh is grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass, and the grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. Now this is taken from Psalm 103, which we'll also be looking at. In First Peter 1.25, continuing, But the word of the Lord endureth forever, and this is the word by which the gospel is preached unto you. James 1.18, of his own will, God of his own will, not of the will of man, but of the will of God, begat he us with the word of truth. So we begin to see that by the Spirit of God, by the resurrection of Jesus, by the word of God, we are born again of incorruptible seed. And the scripture says, of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that he should be a kind of first fruit of his creatures and the the word there that is used for creatures is basically the the product the outcome of the product in Titus chapter 3 verse number 5 the scripture says not by works of righteousness uh, 
which we have done, but according to his mercy, he has saved us by the washing of regeneration. And once again, that's the terminology that is used for being born again and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. In the book of First uh, Peter, in chapter number 2, in verse 2 it says, As newborn babes, see, it's a process. We go from a baby developing, growing, uh, and being changed and transformed by the glory of God into the image of Jesus. Just as Adam was made into the image and likeness of God, we are born again and we are being transformed day by day, being renewed into the image of Christ. It is a process. It is a process. And from babes, we continue to grow until we reach maturity. Maturity does not mean perfection, but it means that we reach a state of being mature where God can entrust into us the work of the kingdom as sons, not just as children, but as actual sons that have matured. It says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So Nicodemus, once again, he had asked, asked Jesus, how can I enter again into my mother's womb? Well, it was, you have to be born again. So verily, verily, in John 3, 5, I say unto you, except the man be born again of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. In the book of Mark 1, 15, it says, and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. This is the message of Jesus. And this was the message of John the Baptist. That the kingdom of heaven was at hand. But then Jesus said in Luke 17 verse 21. Neither, say they, neither shall they say lo here or lo there. For behold the kingdom of God is within you. So we enter, when we're born again, we enter into not only a new relationship, but we are born again into a different nation than that which we are born in. I'll call it a country. The, the country or the nation is the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. We are born into it, so therefore we become citizens of that nation, of that country. And of course, the kingdom of God rules over all the kingdoms of men. It rules over the kingdom of everything. And eventually, it will be established here on earth to fulfill what God has promised Christ to be the ruler on this planet. The scripture says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19, Now therefore, you are no more strangers, we were, and foreigners, we were, but fellow citizens with the saints of the household of God. It says in 1 Peter 2.9, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous night. Notice, we are now a chosen generation, we're a royal priesthood, we're a holy nation. There is no holy nation on this planet, but the kingdom of God within us, that is the holy nation that we serve. In 1 Peter 2.10 it says, In past times you were not a people, 
but are now the people of God, which had not which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Verse 11, Dearly beloved, I beseech you, as strangers and pilgrims abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul. Remember, remember that's what we have been teaching, the renewing of the soul, the mind, the will, and our emotions. In 1 Corinthians, Paul addresses the the body there at the church of Corinth in chapter 3 verse 1 and he says brethren I could not speak unto you as spiritual but as unto carnal even as babes in Christ why they were born again but they had never developed they had never matured and sad to say many in today's Christian churches are exactly like this Yes, they serve God. Yes, they love God. Yes, they go to church. But everything is still flowing out of their soul. It's not flowing out of their spirit. It's not out of the new man. The new man is still in a state of being a baby. It has not matured. And that's why Paul told the church, he said, what do you mean, pastor, they've not matured? Please understand, the church of Corinth was a very spiritual church. All the gifts operated. Just read verse 12. I mean, chapter 12 of of 1 Corinthians. And you see that he said, you came lacking behind in no gift. That means the church was operating in every one of the gifts, yet he called them carnal. They had no character. God wants to develop character in us. Not just that the gifts flow, but that there be character, maturity, discipline trustworthiness, faithfulness unto him as a servant. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hereto were you not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. In other words, even now you still can't handle it. It says in Hebrews 5.12, Paul addresses the, the, <clears throat> the Jews of that time, the Hebrews. It says, for when the time you ought to be teachers... You have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become as such as have need of milk. Notice, are become, that means they reverted back to being babies instead of continuing to maturity, such as have need of milk and not strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. In Hebrews 5.14, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. And there, that, that word that is used there, of full age, is talking about you are complete. You have grown, you have labored, uh, both mentally and in moral character. Uh, You've reached a completeness, a full age, uh, a perfect man in the sense that you have reached a state of manhood. You're no longer a babe. So it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. See, we're a new creation. We're a new species. New species, just like Adam was a new species, different from all the others that God had created in Christ Jesus. We are a new creature. We are a new species, something that has been formed, something that has been built, something that has been 
done in us that was not there before. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. In Galatians 6.15, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. There it is again. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation, a new creature. Ephesians 4.24, And put on the new man, which after God is created. In righteousness and true holiness. So when we get back to John 3, 6, 7 and onward. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is the inner man. The spirit. Marvel not that I say uh, this unto you. You must be born again. And it says in John 3, 8. The wind bloweth wherever it wants. And you hear the sound thereof. But you can't tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit of God. This is very important to understand. Look at what it says in Psalm 103, verse 14 and 15 onward. For he knoweth our frame, our physical body. He remembers that we are dust. For as man his days are as grass, as we had read in Peter, and as the... Flower of the field, so he flourishes. But then the wind passes over it, and it is gone. And the place thereof shall know, shall know it no more. Now, this is kind of hard to swallow, kind of hard to take or even think. But when the Spirit of God eventually has worked in us a complete work, then all that is left is for us to go home. So when the wind passes over it, it is gone. The place that God had put us in, the work that God had called us to do, that's all that there was. And then it is gone. It is no more. We're no longer here. So we have to understand the same spirit that changed us from glory to glory and transformed us. The same spirit that we walked in and lived in. The same spirit that guided our very footsteps and ordered them is the very same spirit that says, Your work is done and the wind bloweth, the, the, the Ruah of God, the spirit, blows over it and that's it. Our glory here on earth is gone. And now we are return back to the dust as far as the flesh is concerned, but our spirit goes back to the father of spirits. Now, Nicodemus, for him, it was hard to understand this. And Jesus told him, you're a master of Israel and you don't understand these things. If I have spoken unto you things that are earthly and you don't receive them, how are you going to believe if I tell you heavenly things? Well, we've covered a lot today. But it's something that you can just review over and over. There's still much more. Join us on Friday as we talk about the crucified life a little bit more. Until then, keep looking up. Our redemption draweth near. Be prepared always, day and night, for the coming of our Lord. May he truly and richly bless you in this devotional today. In Jesus' name, amen.